1: Good
0: morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. California health officials say the Pfizer vaccine could be available for 12 to 15 year olds as early as tomorrow. This comes after the Food and Drug Administration authorized the shots for adolescents earlier this week. KQED health reporter Leslie McClurg explains.
2: Even though youth are a lot less likely to get a serious case of COVID, it's still possible. Adolescents and teens have died from the virus. That's why state officials are urging youth to get their shots.
1: So it's great that our kids and our teens will be able to join their grandparents, their parents and loved ones, their older siblings and getting vaccinated. The more vaccines we can get into arms of eligible Californians, the more we can stop the spread.
2: That's state epidemiologist Dr. Eric Pan. In a few days, youth can sign up for appointments through the website MyTurn or through a pediatrician. Parental consent is required in most cases for anyone under age 18. Shots will be administered at mass vac sites, pharmacies, and doctor's offices. Some adolescents will experience side effects like fatigue and headaches. For The California Report, I'm Leslie McClurg. Now, while many
0: parents support their younger children getting the vaccine, others may still be skeptical. So we called up a person who's uniquely qualified to walk us through the process of getting children vaccinated. He's State Senator Richard Pan, who's also a pediatrician and led the effort to tighten California's childhood immunization law. The first thing we asked Senator Pan, why is it important for younger children to get the shot?
2: Well, it's very important uh, for parents to get their adolescents vaccinated against COVID. It gives your teenagers freedom, uh, freedom from the fear of being infected with this virus, which while less serious for younger people, still can have very significant long-term effects. We've seen this in teenagers and even children. It gives them freedom to go about uh, their lives less likely to not only catch the virus, but also to transmit it and give it to other people.
0: Yeah, and I have talked to physicians who've told me that it's not so much that this particular age range is in peril when it comes to getting very sick from COVID, but they are great when it comes to transmitting COVID onto others. Is that correct?
2: Oftentimes when we talk about how serious COVID is, It is correct that it is seniors who are most likely to die from COVID, who are more likely to get much sicker with COVID, but it is not unheard of for teenagers to catch COVID and develop long-term effects from COVID, and even a small number of teenagers have died from COVID. So there is a safety issue for teenagers themselves. But what's even more important is that we want to reduce the transmission of this virus in our community overall.
0: And again, speaking as much as a physician than a state legislator, what do you say to parents who might have second thoughts, might be concerned about this vaccination for their younger children?
2: Well, please talk to your doctor and other trusted sources of information if you have questions. It is important that you get your questions answered, and we want to answer them with accurate information and facts. Also, Be a little suspicious about things you hear on the internet or on your social media feed. So please talk to trusted sources of information about the vaccine, how it can protect your child and your family, and also what the risks are, which are quite minimal, but there are some risks with the vaccine.
0: Any thoughts about vaccination shaming out there and how it affects um, younger people and teens and children? And I'm thinking of, you know, perhaps children who haven't been vaccinated yet and might encounter blowback from friends, the wider community.
2: What's really important is that people have the opportunity to get accurate information and then... Equally important is people actually have the opportunity to get access to the vaccine. We need to keep in mind that there are people still out there who want the vaccine, but have not gotten it because it's not been as accessible to them. They may have transportation issues. They may have other reasons why it's hard for them to get to a vaccination site. And so we need to figure out how to get the vaccines to them. And so when we're talking about vaccinating our teenagers, Certainly, we want to make vaccines available to them at our vaccination sites, at doctor's offices and pharmacies, but we also want to try to bring the vaccines to them. And that's why we're also talking about how do we get vaccines to schools where the teenagers are, and then eventually for the younger kids, also to elementary schools and other schools, middle schools, so that we can make the vaccines available to all the parents who want their children protected.
0: All right. That is pediatrician and state Senator Richard Pan of Sacramento. Uh, Senator, thanks so
2: much. Thank you so much for having me.
0: After a backlash, the Orange County Board of Supervisors has tabled a plan to create digital records that would have documented people's COVID-19 vaccination status. A large group of protesters gathered outside the board meeting yesterday. They claimed the program would be used to track people and could also reveal private health care information, even though county officials repeatedly said those claims were not true. Hundreds also signed up for public comment, and many made baseless claims about the virus and vaccine. Here's Board of Supervisors Chair Andrew Doe speaking during yesterday's meeting.
2: I have reached a point, colleagues, where I feel that this whole discussion over our digital record, over the the QR code, as as a convenience in order to to provide digital record of, of vaccination. I have found in my, in my analysis that that discussion is now reached the point where there's more harm than good that comes from it.
0: The Orange County proposal called for issuing a QR code to people who registered for vaccine appointments through the county's app, and officials stressed that they would serve as an alternative to the paper cards issued by the CDC once people are vaccinated. Supervisor Katrina Foley strongly disagreed with Doe's call to halt the program.
1: We are appeasing a small faction of our community, a very small faction of our community, who actually, they're not gonna get vaccinated. They've already told us they don't believe in vaccines. So we're not going to encourage anyone else to get vaccinated by not moving forward with this convenient cutting edge opportunity.
0: Supervisor Foley said people who are worried about being tracked should just turn off their cell phones because many other platforms and apps do much more harm than good when it comes to privacy. And more vaccine news. Many counties in Southern California and the Bay Area have already given at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine to more than 70% of the eligible population. In fact, more than 85% of Marin County residents who are 16 and older have gotten at least one shot. But that's not the story in some of the more rural counties in the state, which are lagging well behind in getting people vaccinated. Michelle Schmidt is supervising public health nurse in Tehama County, where just over 20% of people 16 and older are fully vaccinated. She tells the California report, despite those numbers, the county's making every effort to get shots out to the public.
1: We've offered, you know, the vaccine early in the morning, starting at 730 in the morning. And we've had clinics all the way going till seven o'clock at night, uh, as well as we've offered them on Saturday. So I think from that standpoint of having that availability
0: for multiple days and hours, we've definitely tried to provide that for our community. Um, I think there's just individuals that just don't want to get the vaccine. Schmidt says educating the public can also be a challenge. I think sometimes folks believe more on Facebook than they do their public health officials. So that's been an interesting endeavor and in trying to address those concerns in a
1: scientific manner.
0: She says Tehama County is working on more mobile clinics to make doses more available. And turning to LA, Los Angeles County continues to make progress in vaccinating its residents. But LA Public Health Director Barbara Ferrer says it could take slightly longer to reach a point of so-called herd immunity.
1: We have probably over 2 million uh, more first doses to go before 80% of all LA County residents, 16 and older, will have received at least one vaccine. At the rate we're going, we expect that uh, we can reach this level somewhere in mid to late July.
0: Ferrer noted that this would depend on the county continuing at the vaccination rate it's currently at, which is giving 400,000 doses a week. She says improving vaccination rates in communities of color is where the county is focusing most of its efforts. Only 38 percent of black residents and 42 percent of Latino residents in L.A. County have received at least one dose of the vaccine. In other pandemic news, two more counties in California have moved to the least restrictive yellow tier when it comes to reopening. COVID 19 numbers have improved in both San Mateo and Mono counties, allowing more places there to reopen with higher capacity limits. Madera County has also moved from the red tier to the less restrictive orange tier. Only nine California counties remain in the red tier as we approach June 15th. That's Governor Newsom's target date for fully reopening the state. And saying he wants to get something done, Governor Newsom has proposed spending $12 billion over the next two years to tackle the state's homelessness crisis. More than $8 billion would go towards expanding the state's Project Home Key program. It buys motels, hotels, and vacant apartment buildings and turns them into housing for the homeless. Speaking in San Diego yesterday, Newsom says one goal is ending family homelessness in California in five years to address
2: all the needs of that population. But again, with the urgency of the immediacy to move these dollars out, so that process starts uh, with uh, some uh, very significant uh, engagement from the front end, not just waiting on the back end.
0: Newsom says his plan would place up to 65,000 people in housing and create 46,000 new housing units in the state. California's new attorney general has announced the formation of a racial justice bureau to address racial injustice in the wake of increased attacks on Asian Americans. KQED's Alice Wolfley has more.
1: In his first press conference as Attorney General, Rob Bonta announced the hiring of seven attorneys to head the new department to combat a rise in hate crimes and address racial injustice issues across the state. The Bureau will focus on implicit bias in policing and advise law enforcement on best practices in identifying and prosecuting hate crimes. It will also support restorative justice solutions on campuses and provide outreach to organizations
0: on how to identify and address white supremacy and hate crimes. Bonta also plans to convene a meeting of big city mayors next month as part of a statewide strategy to identify and highlight existing solutions and local resources currently tackling
1: racial injustice. For The California Report, I'm Alice Wolfley.
0: And that's The California Report for Wednesday, May 12th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, protecting your health and providing dependable care with safe in-person appointments and video visits, stanfordhealthcare.org slash adaptingcare. Personal Capital, helping people take control of their finances with financial tools and objective advice from a fiduciary advisor, personalcapital.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org.
1: Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book.